This is the Danny Britt Show, a weekly look at Benedictine Cadets football on WSEG Savannah Hilton Head. Now, here's your host, Christian Gokel. Welcome into the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside us here as we recap a bye week for your cadets. Currently 2-2 two and two on the season and getting ready for the home stretch. And like he does with us every week, the head football coach of your cadets, Danny Britt, kind enough to take some time with us. And coach, I know for a lot of teams, bye weeks can be very similar uh, to like a spring practice or the fall camps, right? Where you just kind of go back to basics and fundamentals. What were these past few days like uh, for your team coming off of a really tough earned two and two start to the season? Yeah, it, and that's correct. A lot of times, you know, that's one way to look at it is to go back and, you know, kind of kind of beat some fundamentals into them and that sort of thing. That's not uh, how I chose to do it um, this this time. Uh, we did go back and, you know, get in some fundamentals, some very basic, you know, basically told the coordinators, decide what you want to fix. We know there's a number of things we've got to fix. Decide what you want. Let's focus in on that. And then uh, and and do it and try to do it in somewhat short, you know, short nature. So we did that, but tried to also one give the coaches a little bit of a break. Uh, we took two long weekends and um, gave them some time off uh, because a lot of times mentally, emotionally, you get so caught up in something, you're pouring so much time into it, you get lost in the weeds a little bit, and. If you can step back for a minute, you get a little bit better perspective. And and I feel like we did that. I, I talked to my coaches, you know, at the end of last week, and they said, okay, I think I can see some things better than how I was seeing them. Uh, you try to let the kids heal up a little bit and, and also put some work into the younger guys. We had a C-team game, uh, which we were able to pick up with Bluffton, uh, Bluffton's JV, and we went over there and, and had a lot of success with those guys. So we got to put in some work with those fellows as well. I wanted to ask you, because I think it might be, and obviously you would know better than I or the folks listening, but I think it might be one of the more difficult things in coaching is you have a team with so much talent, but finding a way to make that talent cohesive I think might be the toughest part. Beyond, beyond a shadow of a doubt. That, that is the hardest thing is doing that and trying to do it year after year. Uh, that, that's what's so hard. You have a team that had grown together like last year's team that it you know over the years of so many of those guys playing together and certainly a lot of them starters for three years coming you know they they were they were tight they they knew how to play together at that point last year um doing that again is is really hard because you're mixing in some guys who are are seniors but are first year starters uh, first year, you know, players really. Uh, then you, you're mixing in some young guys, some sophomores, a few freshmen, uh, you know, with the group. So it is very hard to, to do that. And I think to me, continuously doing that is the hardest thing in coaching is, is understanding when to, you know, when to push and be really hard, when to back off, when to say, hey, you know, you got to do better, son, or, you know, or I'm moving on. And then when to say, hey, listen, I'm proud of you and I love you. All of that is just, it is, is really difficult to know when to do it. And, you know, and it's certainly something that, that you know, I'm trying to continuously work at. Well, I know one benefit of, uh, that you do have is, a coaching staff that's been together for a while, and you said you went to your coordinators and said, hey, just figure out what you want to fix. What were some of those things that your coordinators 
uh, AJ DePhillips uh, and Galen Houston decided that, like, listen, this is what we got to fix if we're going to be able to succeed at the level we want to? Yeah, well, obviously uh, on offense, uh, you know, a number of things we've got to improve. One, they, they said primarily is just, just finishing a play, finishing through the whistle on blocks across the board from, from the split end to the center. Uh, you know, just everybody doing that. So they really focused in on that and and ran drills, forcing them to do that, even to the probably a ridiculous point. Uh, but but that's okay. But you know, kind of just just cementing that in their heads to do that, just finishing plays, finishing finishing, and and then also becoming consistent. And the only way I know how to do it is wrote down. I think Coach DePhillips put six plays. And just work those plays and work those plays and work those plays that you can always go to, uh, you know, no matter what the scenario, you always go to those those plays and just be really good at them. Uh, offensively, I mean, defensively, we, we've got had to improve in the secondary and just just one building depth, two an understanding of, of just some basic uh, uh, things. Uh, you know, there's understanding and be able to run say sync coverage. Okay. Then there's knowing the fine details of sync coverage and then getting really good at that. And that's what we're trying to get to. That's the level we're trying to get to. So those were just some, some things. There were a few more, but just some things that we were working on. Now, Coach, you mentioned that on the offensive side of the ball, finishing plays. And I've heard Nick Saban talk about this before, specifically with his running back, saying, I, I want you to finish runs. When a coach says finish a play, I think fans, parents – see it and they're like, okay, the play's finished when the guy gets tackled. But when you're telling a player to finish a play, what are you telling him to do? So, for example, on the block, a lot of times you'll look at you block and they'll block the guy and then stop. And I don't know for what purpose. You don't stop until the whistles. Keep blocking the guy. Even if, if in your brain the guy is running the other direction and it's pointless, it's not pointless. No, no telling, one, what's going to happen, and two, that's just the way you're supposed to do it. Same thing with finishing your run. There's a run, okay, whistle, all right, you know, you get hit and you let your legs die and you fall, and then getting hit and continuing to drive and getting that extra yard. Finishing, just finish everything, finish through. Oh, my gosh, last night I was watching the um, uh, an NFL team. I can't even remember which one now. The guy, it was in overtime with the Cardinals, and he, he – he, Scoops, scoops a fumble, returns it's going to be a walk-off touchdown, and throws the darn football. They reviewed it, and it was just after he crossed the line. And I'm like, finish? Why not finish through the end zone and then do whatever, you know, in the NFL, whatever you want to do with the football, you know. But but finish the darn play. Uh, so it's just, just trying to continuously focus on that. Now going uh, to specific players, Coach, I know one of the things you talked about this year, we could talk about – uh, offensive line and we can talk about losing running backs and guys in the secondary but the leadership uh, off of the team that moved on to the next level have, have you seen some development in that department it is and it's, it, it's it's coming slower and and i think it's understandable because when you lose that many and that many that played that long it's hard to then step in and especially at benedict and, and let me explain what i mean the school is set up to follow leadership and the way it works is seniors lead and it doesn't really matter whether you're a starter or not if you're a senior you're leading you get to that that's the way it works in the school so some kids 
are a little slower to do it, to, to, to really lead other than by example. But but I've seen it starting to happen, and they're starting to develop a Charlie Ionone on the offensive line who moved from a tight end H-back spot to guard has, has really done a good job and done a good job of leading and, and developing himself as a leader and uh, proud of him for that. So uh, I think he's done that there. Uh, Luke is continuing to develop as a leader, and again, you know, he's also cautious because he knows he's a junior, but he is he's become a good leader. Ack Edwards is doing a pretty good job of that as well. Defensively, we've got a number of guys that, that are, are doing it. I think, you know, Wilkes Albert's doing it by his play. He's not big on, you know, leading verbally, but he, he has been playing like a, a wild man. And, um, uh, you know, Jonathan Hardy's been doing a good job, but he also understands he's kind of a new guy. So he's got to – He's got to walk softly there. So it's developing. It's developing slowly, but uh, but it's coming. And currently 2-2 two and two on the season after a tough schedule to start the year for the Cadets, and it doesn't get any easier this week as the Cadets will head down to Jacksonville to take on the Bowl School. We'll break that one down next with Coach Britt right after this. More Benedictine Cadets football. The Danny Britt Show. This is the Danny Britt Show right here on Sports Radio 104.3. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside. And the cadets continuing an interesting road tour this year. Already been down to Miami. Uh, went out to where rainy Ware County to take on the Ware County Gators. Uh, now heading down to Jacksonville. A little bit shorter trip uh, than Miami to take on the Bulls school. And for uh, some college football fans and NFL fans out there, this is the school of former Georgia fullback Sean Chappis uh, and Georgia offensive tackle John Theus. And then a lot of Falcons fans will remember the name Hayden Hurst, the former South Carolina uh, tight end who's had a really successful NFL career. So a school that is not unfamiliar with putting out NFL talent. And coach, I know a team uh, that's currently locked and loaded as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've always a very good football team, a very good program. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're going to be very, very talented and, and good and well coached. And and the Abel's Iron On and More Associates in the, uh, uh, Scouting Report, they are an independent fee-only RIA located in Savannah. They have clients in 25 states and internationally as well. So you get an experienced local firm with a broad reach, insight, performance, Perspective results. Contact them at 912-777-4128. But looking on that scouting report, uh, they do have a three-star uh, 24 um, uh, quarterback that's been out with a shoulder injury. Uh, replace him with a sophomore who's done a very good job and is a, is a good football player as well uh, in Ethan Drum. Uh, they are huge in, on the interior line. The, the the center is six three two ninety left guard six four three hundred right guard six six two ninety, so they are just just huge in the middle and 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 you know have some good backs big backs that they will just pound pound it in there with and then defensively they they are very solid have have certainly very solid on the front seven so it, it's it's uh, it, it's going to be a, a really big uh, night for us and challenge for us again this week. I was going to say, Coach, anytime you're playing a team that has two SEC commits uh, on the defensive line, definitely an interesting challenge. Uh, defensive lineman Jack Pyburn, a three-star, currently committed to Florida. And then Bradley Mann, uh, who is a defensive lineman as well, listed at 6'6", 260, committed to Vanderbilt. What kind of challenges are they going to present up front? Yeah, I mean, we've, we, we've seen them, haven't we? Um, yeah, I was about to say, state championship, so it, starting to ring a bell. 
Yeah, it's like uh, with these uh, these offensive line guys and, and, and telling them, hey, you got to grow up fast, boy. But never true word spoken, but. You know, they're very good, very talented, um, and, and, you know, it's going to be a challenge for us. Uh, but that, that's what we chose. When we when I chose, I guess I say I chose because I chose the schedule. To play this schedule, we knew we were going to be challenged every week. Um, and I said it, you know, over and over again. We, we get to the mid midway point of the season, which would be this week, and, you know, we could have dropped, you know, up to three games but still be a very, very good football team. And, We'll get better from it, and uh, you know, and, and but there's no reason why we can't go win this thing. No, absolutely not. And on the offensive side of the ball, uh, I know we talked about the things you identified that you needed to fix, but going into this game specifically, what's the strategy going to be uh, with Luke, Ack, Zaquan, and those guys? Yeah, again, I think one uh, simplify it a little bit and just do some very specific things, uh, like, like we talked about, like we worked on last week. Uh, especially, you know, with Luke uh, having him reading a little bit too much, and um, which he will eventually be able to do very well. It's just, I mean, it takes time. It takes time to be able to do that, and and with a brand new offensive line, it's hard too. So, be, be do what we do and do it as good as we can possibly do it, and and that's how you get to be great. I mean, you look at any any program and and watch them go win a championship and see what happens. They figured out what they do well, and they just do it to their absolute best, and, and that's what we got to do. And you mentioned playing those big-time defensive linemen that your offensive line is going to have to grow up, but going back to the Columbus game, I know it wasn't a score that fans liked a lot, but I saw a few times where you had some really young offensive linemen, specifically at the tackle positions, who were standing up the four- or five-star guys unable to give Luke that time, and it seemed like maybe he was bailing out of the pocket a little bit early. Is that something you guys have noticed as well? Oh, definitely. We 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 talked to Luke. Luke Luke submitted it, and Luke's you know he's not that type of kid. He's the type of kid you can coach him, and and he'll take criticism, and and uh, he wants to get better. And um, and yeah, no, I thought they grew up and they did a good job. Of course, we got a a major D one guy in, in Jacoby uh, Ward as well, but um, uh, but he's young, and they did. They, I mean, playing a number one pass rusher in the country. And uh, and did a pretty good job with them, and I thought Luke was bailing too quick and uh, didn't stand in and, and make the throws, and and he's admitted that, and we're learning from that, and he'll continuously get better. Now, Coach, a little bit earlier in the show, you mentioned you had some JV games and some uh, middle school games that have had some big-time uh, implications around the city of Savannah. Uh, for those parents out there listening, if you just want to give us an update, what's happening with the younger guys? Yeah, definitely. We uh, early a couple of weeks ago, we our JV played Jenkins uh, JV and here at BC and won uh, thirty-five to fifteen, I believe it was maybe thirty-four fifteen. All right, and then uh, last week we had a C team game, and C team is made up mostly of freshmen, and then we had some sophomores to it. Um, you know, and had to add a few more sophomores because we had some freshman linemen injured. Uh, but uh, went over and played Bluffton, uh, won big time over there, had, you know, uh, some young guys really, uh, especially some freshmen, really showing out. Uh, uh, Makai Williams and, and, and um, just did a really good job. Stephen Cannon, I think they hooked up three or four times, uh, two of them for touchdowns. So uh, just really pretty uh, – 
pretty good to see them play. And then we had our Blessed Sacrament uh, team, which is our, one of our primary feeder schools, uh, just really go and, and, and beat up on uh, uh, Calvary's middle school team 22 to nothing. And, you know, me and several of the coaches were there to watch that and decided to see those kids come over and play for Benediction. I say it doesn't matter if it's in pickleball or football. You guys always want to be Calvary. Always, always. That's right, no matter what it is. <laughs> well, Coach, we appreciate the time, man. I know we'll be down there in Jacksonville, so if the fans can't make it, they'll be able to listen to it right here on 104.3. And uh, we hope you guys travel safe, and we'll see you down in Florida. Thank you, Christian. I appreciate you. More Benedictine Cadets football, the Danny Britt Show. Welcome back into the Danny Britt Show. Christian Gokel, glad to have you alongside with us and always one of my favorite segments to do every week as we get to catch up with one of your cadets. And joining us this week, he's a senior, plays defensive line, has been a big part of this unit the past few years. Emmanuel Pitts, kind enough to take some time with us. Lovingly goes by Manny. Uh, Manny, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I know a busy week for you guys last week. What were some of the biggest goals that uh, you guys and Coach Houston and Coach Britt uh, decided to try to work on last week? Uh, just really fundamentals. We were just working on fundamentals the whole week, resting up a little bit. And I know talking to Coach Britt a little bit earlier, he said there's definitely some kinks that you guys have to work on, but a unit uh, that he believes can be really good. What are some of the positives you've seen on the defensive side of the ball so far? Basically, the, uh, the middle linebackers and the D-line, like, we run to the ball, run real hard. Uh, and our DBs, like, they could coverage real well. Sometimes we have a little bit of mistakes, but, you know, we bounce back, come together as a team, and, like, stop some next tries if we ever mess up. And I know a, a tough start to the season. It's been a weird start to the season. You've had some games during the game, had to leave the field and lose the rest of that game just due to lightning or fans in the stands, right? Uh, you've played a really tough team there in Christopher Columbus, really have only played a couple of full games so far this season. When, when you look at the start of the season, how, how would you kind of summarize it for us? Uh, like, just unfortunate because, like, one uh, against Jenkins, we lost one of our star players, Lamont Mitchell. Uh, first play of the game, it's like heartbreaking because, you know, his senior year, he, he's done for the season. And then not really being able to play the full game and then going over down to Miami, playing the full game, you could see that we weren't like there because we didn't have a, a full full game ahead. But um, it's been like a little rocky start. I should say a little rocky up and downhill, but we're going to like prevail. And I know you guys have another tough road game coming up this week against the Bulls school. Uh, starting preparations for that, what do you know about Bulls? Because uh, from everything we've heard, a really talented football team. Yes, sir. We're a really talented program, well coached. Uh, they're going to play their heart out down in Jacksonville. We just got to come and bring it to them. And again, we're catching up with Manny Pitts. He's a senior defensive lineman for your cadets. And I know uh, you just 100% focused on the season right now, but what do you have planned in your future once football and high school is done? Uh, really to go to a uh, trade school, try to get a culinary degree, learn how to that way. And I know bowls coming up this week and then getting into the region schedule just for all the cadets fans out there, what should they expect the rest of the season? Come out, show some love and support us against the region play. I know we start off region play uh, away against New Hampstead, but I know it's down in Pooler. They could come out, show love, and we really support, really for them to come out and support us. 
Manny Pitt's kind enough to take some time with us here. Culinary school in the future for Manny. I know I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Manny, I appreciate the time, man. Good luck this Friday night against Bulls. Thank you, sir. And again, you'll be able to hear that game right here on 104.3. We got more to come right here on the Superstations. You've been listening to Danny Britt Show on 93.7 Hilton Head and Savannah AM 1400 and FM 104.3 WSEG. Tune in next week for more Benedictine Cadets football talk.